It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Although this week has been weird as I have not been recording normally, like when I have the show come out, which is typically 3 a.m. Eastern, um, midnight Pacific, was working a week this weekend, came out the Monday episode on Monday afternoon. Now the Tuesday episode is coming out here late Tuesday night, so bear with me. Going to get back to a more normal schedule. You're still going to get four, at least five podcasts, hopefully all five podcasts this week. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so you can find it there in your podcast feed, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or that's on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, whatever you use. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Do the same thing over on YouTube where we have over 800 subscribers so far. Let's get to 900 by the end of the week or beginning of next week on Monday. So thank you to everyone who has checked out the show on YouTube and supported me this past year and the last couple of weeks over on YouTube. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those questions into me by either adding me at Julian Council on Twitter, DMing me on Twitter at Julian Council, or sending a comment on any of the shows on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday shows there over on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Okay, um, as I said, <laughs> coming into the show today, happy anniversary to Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers. As a year ago, on April 5th, 2021, the Carolina Panthers sent a second, fourth, and sixth round pick to the New York Jets for the privilege and the honor to have Sam Darnold be their starting quarterback in 2021. And the hope was that Sam Darnold would end up being the answer at quarterback and the franchise quarterback here in Carolina. A lot of you out there fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Blamed Adam Gase, blamed the New York Jets and the Johnson family for their constant and annual ineptitude in running that organization into the ground and said that it was the Jets' fault. That, oh, it's not Sam Darnold's fault. He didn't have any receivers. And the one receiver that he had and Robbie Anderson, Joe Douglas, the Jets' general manager, failed to re-sign him. And that wouldn't make any sense. If you want your quarterback to play well, you're supposed to put weapons around him, which they did not do in New York. And I thought was coming here to Carolina that he would be able to be better with Joe Brady, the young offensive genius that he was alleged to be after LSU had that fantastic national championship winning season in 2019. Turned out it was actually Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a great offensive line and great defense that were more um, deserving of the credit there down on the bayou than it was Joe Brady as he was fired unceremoniously with five weeks left in the Carolina Panthers season back in 2021. Christian McCaffrey was injured. The offensive line was terrible. And thus Sam Darnold did not appear to be in a better situation at all here in Carolina as he was bad. And 
I told y'all, if you listen to the podcast a year ago, that this is probably not going to work. I don't have much faith in Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers a year from then would likely be right back in the same position, trying to find a new quarterback. And unfortunately I was right. And here we are still trying to figure out who the Carolina Panthers long-term answer quarterback will be. We talked about on Monday's show that looking at it this time of the year, last year, we knew that Sam Darnold would be the week one starter, even though some people still felt like they should draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones and that those guys could be the long-term option, but it wouldn't make a lot of sense to me, at least didn't make a sense to me at the time for the Panthers to give up those assets to bring in Sam Darnold, who they talk about as a young player and he can still grow and develop. And they still are trying to sell us that he's a young player and he can grow and develop and that Ben McAdoo will help him out and that they believe that he'll have a major leap this season. Now, if that was the truth, and they really did believe that in their heart of hearts, then Sam Darnold would be the week one starter without a doubt and that the job wouldn't be open, as Scott Fitterer told us a couple weeks ago at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And the Panthers wouldn't be meeting with six quarterbacks, I believe, of their 30 visits kind of here the next couple of weeks as we head into the draft on April 28th. And we'll get into those quarterbacks who they're going to be meeting with here in a few minutes on the show. Things have not gone well for Sam Darnold. The guy, I feel bad for him, you know, top three pick. You have a world of expectations. He said when he sat down with the media a year ago after the trade that he was disappointed at the time and he felt like he was going to be in New York for 20 years, that he was going to help the Jets win Super Bowls and he would be a great Jets player. And that did not turn out to be the case. He got a second opportunity here in Carolina. I hope that it would work, and it has not worked up until this point. I've also been someone who's advocated to give Sam Darnold another opportunity, just looking at the landscape of what's available as far as veteran options. If they don't draft a quarterback, I don't know who they're going to add, who is going to push Sam Darnold to be better this upcoming season. They can't. They have to have some sort of competition. Maybe it will be a rookie, but if it's a rookie, that rookie might not start week one. We will see how it all plays out. But for Sam Darnold, it's been four terrible years in the National Football League. I'm sure a nightmare for him. But luckily, he's going to get $18.858 million this upcoming season, which I view as his retirement fund as he heads back home to San Clemente, California, following the season, because I don't know how he could ever be a starting quarterback in the NFL, let alone on a roster. But he'll probably stick around because he'll be one of those locker room guys who's quiet and not going to cause a stir, and you can put him on the roster even though – He's proven that he's not going to win games for you, and that is a major issue. And then, look, let's look at the very first play of his career, pick six. That has been pretty much what's happened since then. Bad quarterback play. So happy anniversary, Sam Darnold. Happy anniversary to the Carolina Panthers, whose owner, David Tepper, forced the decision to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. Matthew Stafford said no. Watson had his legal issues pop up, and the Panthers decided, even though they thought that Mac Jones would be a good quarterback and they liked Justin Fields, apparently, that Sam Darnold plus the eighth pick overall, which turned out to be J.C. Horn, would be better for the team moving forward. And a year later, the Carolina Panthers are still in the quarterback wilderness. But, hey, maybe in a couple weeks' time, the Carolina Panthers will finally have their quarterback of the future, which is something that they probably should have done when they got rid of Cam Newton instead of bringing Teddy Bridgewater in and then lying to the fan base and telling them that, hey, Sam Darnold can be that guy. That was never going to be the case. Well, what that has led to the Panthers to do is to want to meet with pretty much every quarterback that is breathing air that played college football last season. 
We'll talk about who those guys are set to meet the Panthers here in the coming weeks, heading into the draft in Las Vegas on April 28th through April 30th. We'll talk about that here on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship down in Augusta. And like I told y'all, excited to finally get there for the first time in my life on Friday. And I'm excited to see Tiger Woods play as he spoke to the media on Tuesday morning and said, as of right now, I am planning on playing in the Masters this year. And to think about 14 months ago, what happened following the tournament at Riviera in California and the car accident he had and the rehab he's been through that he's going to play at Augusta this week. It's incredible. BetOnline has great odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback, and that means they are talking to pretty much every college quarterback under the sun that is draft eligible coming up here in a couple weeks as the NFL draft will take place in Las Vegas. Panthers are going to bring in Liberty's Malik Willis, Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett, Ole Miss's Matt Corral, Cincinnati's Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell's North Carolina, North Carolina's Sam Howell, and Bailey Zap Zappy, I think, from Western Kentucky to Charlotte next week for 30 visits or for one of their 30 visits. So they have they have 30 visits leading up to the draft, so they're going to bring in these quarterback prospects. We knew that Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Lewis would all be up there as we knew that those were the top guys uh, on the Panthers draft board. And those are the top three quarterbacks everyone talks about. There's been some momentum. I've just seen nationally, especially today on Tuesday, about Desmond Ritter and his leadership and what he was able to do at Cincinnati. The Panthers spent a lot of time with him back at the Combine at Indianapolis and at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, so they didn't feel the need to go to his pro day. Uh, a couple weeks ago when they were looking at Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral attending all three of those pro days. They were not as far as Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule in attendance for Sam Howells last week because of the NFL owners meetings going down in Palm Beach, Florida. But Sam Howell in North Carolina is going to have a private workout for more teams so that the teams like the Carolina Panthers, Matt, um, Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who said that he was ticked off that he couldn't go because of the owner's meeting so that they can get an up-close look at Sam Howell, who we'll see where he lands, a local kid from Sun Valley High School. Of course, great product out of the University of North Carolina. We'll see what happens with him moving forward. And then Bailey Zappi of Western Rose Zapp. I don't know. He uh, threw 60 touchdown passes, and he broke, I think, Joe Burrow's single-season FBS touchdown passing record at Western Kentucky formerly was at Houston Baptist. I want to say before transferring over to Western Kentucky because the Houston Baptist OC went there. So he followed him and he had a great season 
playing in Conference USA. So a little bit different skill level and competition that he played up against. And one name that you see that's not that you don't see up there, well, at least if you don't see it on the screen. I mean, I'm looking at it, but I'm reading here. Um, one name that was not mentioned is Carson Strong out of Nevada. You would have thought that he would have gotten an opportunity to speak to with the Panthers. Maybe they'll bring him in, but as of right now, Panthers plan on bringing in Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and Bailey Zapp or whatever. Who's probably not going to be on the team. Like <laughs> That's the funny thing. We talk about it. I think it was last year when we were looking at safeties and there was a lot of talk about the UCF safety who's now an Atlanta Falcon, whose name is currently escaping me because Matt Rule said so many nice things about him when they were coaching the Pro Bowl and how they loved them. All right, now I got to look it up on my phone. I hate when this happens and I got to waste time not saying anything because I have no idea what the guy's name is who plays the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons. God, this is such a bad – this is bad. This this looks bad. Okay, Atlanta Falcons, safety, UCF. Come on, phone. Richie Grant. Jeez, I know people are probably yelling at the screen being like, we're listening. Like, it's Richie Grant. Okay, yeah, Richie Grant. We talk about him a lot. At least I brought him up a lot because of what happened at the Senior Bowl. And it seemed like that would make sense. You need a free safety to play opposite of Jeremy Chin. And Justin Burris probably is not going to be a long-term option. Now they've re-signed him after last season. He's not going to start. That will be Xavier Woods this upcoming season. Would have made sense. Instead, they don't get him. I thought in the second round they were trading back that that would be an option. So they take Terrace Marshall and Richie Grant is an Atlanta Falcon. So a lot of wasted breath goes. So I probably should know Bailey's last name and how to pronounce it. He's probably not going to be here in Carolina. And if he is, I'll apologize here on the podcast and to his family and everyone personally who loves and knows him. It's fairly obvious. The Carolina Panthers, as we know, are likely going to take a quarterback in the draft. They only have one pick in the first three rounds at six overall. Maybe they trade back, and that would make more sense to get someone like uh, Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral. I don't know where any of these guys are going to go. I really don't know what teams are going to take a quarterback. I would think Pittsburgh's going to do it. Um, there's an argument that Detroit, while not at two, could draft a quarterback later on in a draft. I, I think they have number, pick number 32. Yeah, they have pick number 32 because of the Rams trade that they did. Um, we'll see how that all plays out with these teams, with the Panthers, it just seems very obvious to me that if they're going to bring someone in, the veteran market's dried up. Blaine Gabbert, I don't know if he's going to go back to the Bucks after they signed, whoever, whoever the guy, they signed somebody else who had played in Tampa before. And it looks like he's not going to be back and Bruce Arians being gone. Maybe Blaine Gabbert, someone that they bring in as competition for Sam Darnold. He's another one of those guys, a top 10 pick who didn't pan out in a national football league. Now he's still, as a backup, he's made a lot of money. He's he's gonna be he's fine. I'm not worried about Blaine Gabbert. But do we really want Sam Darnold, Blaine Gabbert, and PJ Walker to be the quarterback room here in Carolina? I would think not. You would at the very least want to have a young quarterback out there um, who, like Willis or Pickett or Corral, maybe Ritter, who knows, could be someone that you look at as potentially being the future and taking the Carolina Panthers to that next level and where they want to go. Now, who will that be? According to Todd McShay over at ESPN, he thinks that, well, a familiar name and face to several guys in that building would be the logical choice as he brought up his mock draft 4.0 on Tuesday. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry 
You have computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone, folks. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com. Right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in your how did you hear about us box and know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, mock draft season is finally almost over here in this period of the NFL uh, news cycle that never seems to stop. It, the NFL is just crazy. It's just 365. This offseason has been insane, especially with all the trades and free agent signings that we've seen. Tom Brady retiring, then not retiring. Now Bruce Arians retiring. Like, what is – God, just Tampa, just calm down with all that. But because we are not over mock draft season – Todd McShay over at ESPN.com brought out his mock draft 4.0. Can't wait for 5.0 and 6.0 and whatever .0s he's going to have left before we get to the draft here on April 28th down in Las Vegas. He did a two-round mock draft. Now, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers, as of this recording, do not have any picks in the second round. Maybe they will get a pick in the second round. But according to Todd McShay, he does not expect that to happen. He did have trades in this. If that's something that you're interested in, I'm sure you've seen it. If you have not, he has the Carolina Panthers taking Kenny Pickett quarterback out of Pittsburgh at six overall. And this was his justification. Simply put, Coach Matt Rule needs to win now and has one of the worst quarterback situations in the entire league. Yes, he does. Sam Darnold will be a free agent next March, and he hasn't been much more effective for Carolina than he was for the Jets, if at all. Make no mistake. <clears throat> Make no mistake, excuse me. This is early for a quarterback in this year's weaker class, but the Panthers know they're running out of options and don't have another draft pick until round four. Rule recruited Pickett while he was at Temple, and Rule has been locked into the signal callers pro days since oh, the spring. Can't talk right now. Of the bunch. Pickett is the most NFL-ready quarterback available, and his fast processing ability, smooth pocket presence, and excellent accuracy would elevate Carolina's offense. The Panthers opt to explore other quarterback avenues. Evan Neal would be the obvious pick for some, one of the NFL's worst pass-blocking teams. Okay, so the justification, as you just heard there, is basically Matt Rule knows Kenny Pickett. He's the most NFL-ready. Matt Rule has to win. Okay, well, that's, that's lame. <laughs> the Panthers don't need to do that. I don't really – look at Kenny Pickett and think he's going to elevate the offense. Is that, is that how people feel that Kenny Pickett's going to come in here and elevate the offense here in Carolina? I, I have a hard time really seeing that being the case. Like competency, as I've said now multiple times, is not enough in the National Football League anymore. If you don't have someone who can be a game changer, you have no shot at winning anything in this league anymore. You can be a good team. And you can have a solid quarterback and you can get to the playoffs, but you're not going very far. You, if you want to have, if you want to be a team that plays on championship Sunday and plays in the Super Bowl, you have to have a dude. 
The Broncos went out there and got one to Russell Wilson. Josh Allen is there with the Bills. Patrick Mahomes is there with the Chiefs. Looks like the Chargers have one and Justin Herbert. We've seen what Aaron Rodgers has done in his career. We've seen what Tom Brady has done in his career. And I don't think anyone expected Tom Brady, obviously, to become the greatest quarterback of all time when he was drafted in the sixth round there by the Patriots. If you don't have that kind of big-time game changer, especially that kind of athlete that we see with these younger quarterbacks, like Deshaun Watson was, and why so many teams were in on Deshaun Watson and why the Browns gave him $230 million fully guaranteed. You don't have one of those guys, you don't have a shot. The Browns had a good quarterback, good enough guy, and Baker Mayfield. Didn't play well this year, was hurt, banged up, all that kind of stuff. That relationship is fractured. They had someone for the first time in eons there in Cleveland who could actually get to the playoffs and win a game. Now, they want to go further than that. They want to have more consistency. They want to have that game-changing kind of quarterback there, so they went out and got Deshaun Watson. Kenny Pickett, I don't see him being in that stratosphere. I really don't. Great year last year. He was awesome. A year ago, he was not going to be drafted, and I just have a hard time really buying into these dudes who after have one good season, and then it's like, all right, yeah, that's the guy that we want. Look at last year's draft class. Just look at him. Trevor Lawrence was great from day one at Clemson. Pushed out Kelly Bryant. Dabo Sweeney is like, and it's kind of the same situations here in, 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 in the NFL now. And that's happening in college football. If you don't have like that first round talent at quarterback, you, you can't really win a national championship unless we saw with Georgia, you have a defense that has one of the greatest performances of all time, which their defense did last year. And Alabama also had their top two receivers and John Mechie go down and Jamison Williams or his ACL in the middle of that game. So that definitely didn't help matters against Georgia's defense. And, you know, Stetson Bennett, great story for him. I really thought he should have run off into the sunset instead of coming back, but this is not locked on Georgia. But the point is, even in college football, you have, you've seen recently all the national champions are having that top-tier kind of guy, a first-round talent if they want to be able to win. That's kind of the case here in the NFL. If you don't have that top-tier talent, it's hard to win, even with just a good quarterback. So, like, I look at the situation like Clemson, Kelly Bryant, fine quarterback, got into the playoff the year before, but wasn't the kind of guy who's going to do everything for you. Trevor Lawrence, that's what he was. Zach Wilson, one really one, he was on the quarterback battle. And then he gets a he keeps the job BYU pandemic season. They don't play any comp, good competition at all. He looks great. He was the worst among all those guys last year. I, I just didn't buy into the Zach Wilson hype, just knowing the dynamics that were going on at BYU and the fact that he didn't play against anybody and that he wasn't good until one season. But hey, big arm, look what he did. He's gonna be awesome. It's early right now. I don't think he's gonna be awesome. Looks like he's just another Jets quarterback that's gonna fail there. That was drafted in the first round. Justin Fields was that dude. From day one down there when he got to Columbus. Now, I know he transferred from Georgia when Jake Fromm was a starting quarterback. And I'll never forgive Kirby Smart for that ignorance to have Jake Fromm be a starting quarterback because he loves Jake Fromm for whatever reason. He's one of the weirdest man crushes I've ever seen in college football, period. Like, seriously. You cost your a chance in that a team in that championship because you want Jake Fromm to be your starting quarterback? What are you doing, dude? But once he got to Columbus, Justin Fields did what all Buckeye quarterbacks do, and they, he lit up the Big Ten. He was awesome, helped him get to a national championship game where they lost to Mac Jones, who had a his time at Alabama, had all those weapons around him, and we saw after last year, he was the best of the rookies. The situation that he was in certainly helped in New England, and he's got the goods. He uh, He's shown it so far. How good is he going to be? And that's the, that's the main question I have with Mac Jones, is that might kind of be a little bit of a Kenny Pickett situation. Now, Pickett played more snaps in college, wasn't good until last season. It's one of those situa scenarios to, for me where, all right, Pickett sat and he played a lot. And now he had one good season out of his 
four years being a starter, three years really being a full-time starter, had one year where he started against number two Miami on uh, Black Friday and got that win, which is huge for Pitt and Pickett at the time. Won the division in the Coastal twice, first time, couldn't move the ball against Clemson, and then last year tore up Clemson and Pittsburgh and then went out there and tore up Wake Forest in that championship game down the street here in Uptown Charlotte. So I just – I wonder, because with Mac Jones – the reason why the Patriots fell off at the end of the season was Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback and he's just not ready. How good will he ever be? Will he be good enough to go head to head with Josh Allen down the road? I don't know. We will see. And Kenny Pickett might be the same case where, yeah, he can come in, can help you win right away. And there was a thought last year that Mac Jones was going to go to Kyle Shanahan's offense because they felt like, okay, he fits in perfectly for what Shanahan wants to do and you can win with him right away. But where you go from there, how high is his ceiling and all the other stupid buzzwords that we like to use this time of year and all the, I mean, it's there. It's, it's a, it's a, I guess they're reasonable things. I don't know. What's the word I'm trying to find? Like it's, I understand what people are trying to say when it's about ceiling and floor and all that kind of stuff. What is Mac Jones really? Like, is he going to be good enough? I don't know. And I kind of look at Kenny pick in the same way. And you have Trey Lance who only played in the FCS got better every time he went out last season now we're going to find out there in San Francisco. They're going to find out. I don't really care what happens with the 49ers if they've made the right decision. But they were betting on the athlete and that they could have all, that he could have all those traits that could elevate them past a competent quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. So that, to me, drafting Kenny Pickett doesn't make a lot of sense. If he's the most NFL ready, where else – how far is he going to go? How much better is he going to get? Is he going to be a guy capable – of dueling against some of the great best quarterbacks in the NFL. And currently in the NFC, you don't really need to have, I mean, Rogers is only going to be here for a couple more years in green Bay, whatever happens with him. And then hell, maybe not even a couple more years, who knows Brady. I'd imagine this, this is probably it this last year. Who knows? He'll probably keep playing until he's 70. I, just please just go away, Tom. So right now in the NFC, you don't have to really worry about those kind of quarterbacks out there. That you got to go up and a duel against for like the next 10, 15 years. And AFC, that's the deal. But eventually, these NFC teams are going to start finding their own guys that can equal the AFC quarterbacks, which you're going to need once you get to the Super Bowl. And the Carolina Panthers don't have that guy. Well, they're not going to get to the Super Bowl, period. But they're definitely not going to win that big game, which they want to do. So can you pick it at six? doesn't make sense to me and just because I don't know if he really is that talent. And Malik Willis, will he ever be groomed into the guy that you want? We'll see. But he has the, intang the intangibles, the things that you can't coach that you really need in quarterbacks nowadays, with the athleticism, the arm. I mean, just the leadership presence that he showed at that pro day, like just his personality. Like that's a guy that you can easily fall in love with. Now who I think the Panthers fell in love with when they went up to Lynchburg a couple weeks ago and watched them play. And they said afterwards that their quarterback board got moved around very clearly that pick it on top. And then they saw Willis and like, no, that's our guy. So at six, they want to take a quarterback. I know winning now is important and it'll be an interesting case study to see uh, with what they do at six. If they go with Kenny Pickett, that seems like Matt rule is still, has the upper hand and is getting to decide that, hey, I want my guy who was committed to me at one time and who I can win with right now. And if it's Malik Willis, who most of these teams feel, or not most of these teams, but maybe they do, uh, that most people have said the draft experts needs at least a year to sit back and watch like Trey Lance, then that would spell that Scott Fitterer has all the control. And Scott Fitterer is in the same position as Rule in terms of he needs a long-term quarterback option if he wants to stay here in Carolina. For Matt Rule, he wants to win now because if he doesn't win now, he's gone. I think he's going to be gone after this year. So I just don't think that whoever they bring in, whether it's a rookie or it's Sam Darnold, is going to be good enough to help this team win enough games and get to the playoffs and show 
that he has done everything the right way, that there's going to be a brighter future past next season for David Tepper to want to keep him for year four in 2023. For best thing for the Carolina Panthers, they want to quarterback at six, in my opinion, is Malik Willis. Can he pick it? Might help him win right away. But down the road, will he be that guy? I doubt it. All right, it's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. This is by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Over 825 subscribers so far. So thank you, everyone, who has tuned in on the show there on YouTube and has been supporting the podcast there. And continue to listen to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and all the other fantastic podcasting platforms that we're out there on. We're on every one of them. So you can find the podcast very easily, whether you're driving to work, driving back, I don't know, whenever you listen. Um, make sure to check them out on those podcasts and platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions. So either at me or DM me or send a comment in on any of the YouTube shows from earlier on in the week. I'll answer your questions on Friday. In the meantime, be safe, keep pounding, and I will talk to you guys, I guess, Wednesday is when I'm going to just release it. Like, it's, like I said, I'm just going to be releasing them day of. Monday, release that show day of. Tuesday, I'm releasing it Tuesday night. Wednesday, when I get home, I'll just release Wednesday's episode right then and there. And then Thursday will be the same case. And probably going to have to figure out, I'm probably going to record two episodes on Thursday. And one of them will come up on Friday for the mailbag since I'll be up early, headed up to or headed down, technically, geographically, from Charlotte to Augusta for the Masters. All right. Well, that's enough from me. Goodbye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.